Back in our Lord's time and even up into recent years, leprosy was a major concern. It was a major concern because it was a very contagious disease. Actually, I should say is a very contagious disease. It is very easily spread and is, you know, without modern medicine, is fatal. It is a disease that will eventually kill the person who has who caught it. And we, we look at throughout the history of the church, throughout, you know, of course, going back to the Israelites and then through the history of the church, this has always been a constant concern of how do we treat these people who have con contracted this disease? We can look even you know, in the, the 19th century with St. Damien of Molokai, who was a priest from Belgium who came over to uh, then the kingdom of Hawaii to treat the lepers there at the leper colony that you can go to to this day. You can go and see that, that colony where he ministered. And he, he basically gave his life to serve these people because he, he ended up dying from the disease. the disease. He caught the disease and died and died from it. As I said, it is a concern today. The latest statistics I could see was 2019 but according to the World Health Organization, in a year, over 200,000 people get the disease of leprosy. The same disease of leprosy that our Lord was talking, our Lord healed. Now, we have the benefit today, we know what causes this. It's a bacteria. So antibiotics knocks it out. It's not a virus, it's a bacteria. So we have modern medicine that if it's caught quick enough, can take care of it before it's really even an issue, but it is still a disease that is spreading in tropical areas. But at the time of our Lord and before when the Mosaic Law was given, it couldn't be treated. They didn't understand the idea that it was created by a bacteria. They didn't, they didn't have antibiotics like we do today. And so the only thing they could do was shun the person who had it to keep it from being spread because they did understand that if you touched a person who had leprosy, you had a good chance of yourself catching it. You know, so they, they at least had that awareness. So you have to isolate them. You know, we didn't have hospitals with isolation wards and things like that we do now. They had to be cut off. And this became codified in the Mosaic Law. There are many of the laws, when you look at it, there's very practical reasons why the Israelites were told, don't do this or do something. And this is one of those. You know, in the Mosaic Law, it's codified that they are to be cast out from the community. That's where it talks about you being, treating them as if they're a leper. Cast them out, get them away from everybody else. And so they would have to be, live on the edge of town, just outside of town or wherever they could find shelter. They were considered ritually unclean. They, you know, so if, if you touched them, you would contract not just leprosy, but you would also be considered ritually unclean and would have to go through the purification rituals you know, to come in contact with them. But then we see our Lord. And our Lord knows the Mosaic Law better than anybody else because he's God himself. He knows that he is not, not just to, to not be in the presence of someone with leprosy, but to actually touch that person but he had compassion on this person he had pity on this person he had a deep concern 
for the other person. He wanted to share in that person's suffering, and he wanted to bring him healing and peace. That is what it, what it means to have pity on someone, is to share in that suffering. It's also compassion. It's what compassion means. And he, of course, healed that person by touching him and clean, cleansing him from that leprosy. Having pity for someone else is necessary in the Christian life. We look at pity as a bad thing. Oh, don't pity me. No, that's to share a deep love and concern and desire to share in the other's sufferings. It is a good thing to have pity for another person. It's a desire to help even if we, however we can, to ease their suffering. This is what our Lord did for those around him when he would heal them. He wanted to ease their suffering by healing them. But he wasn't just concerned about their physical suffering. He, of course, came to ease all of mankind's spiritual leprosy, spiritual suffering. You know, that was, that's why he came, to free us from the leprosy, if you will, of sin. Sin is like leprosy to the spiritual life. It eats at us. It destroys us. It separates us from God. Just as lepers were separated from their community, sin separates us from God. Now, at baptism, we were cleansed. We were cleansed from that spiritual leprosy of original sin. That water washes that away. Just the same way that our Lord's touch washed that leprosy from that man's skin. We are washed from original sin. But that original sin still affects us. We still have the remnants of it, if you will, on our soul. A stain of it on our soul. And he wants us to heal us from that as well. When we fall into sin, it is falling into a spiritual illness. It hurts us. It stains us. It brings suffering upon us. Our Lord wants to cleanse that. He wants to wash that away. He wants to wash away the attachment of the world. He wants to heal us from this desire for the things of the world, the desires of things of sin. Which, not coincidentally, we have the perfect season coming up for that, to receive that spiritual cleansing that he brings us through the sacrament of confession. Lent is the perfect time to take a look at our lives, to examine ourselves, and to find those places where we where we are attached to sin, where we are attached to the things of the world, and bring them before our Lord and wipe them away. You know, this is, and we are all in need of this spiritual cleansing from our Lord that comes through confession. Each and every one of us has sins that we are attached to. Each and every one of us have worldly things that we are attached to. And we need to bring them before our Lord before healing. And I mean everyone as in each and every one of us sitting in this room right now. And if any one of you thinks you don't, you need to go twice. We all need it. We all need to receive the sacrament of confession. 
And not just because the church tells us we need to do it once a year before Easter and all that. No, because we want to wash these sins from our lives. We want to develop our relationship with our Lord so that sin no longer keeps us from Him. And we do that through confession. And Lent is a good time to do that. And so in preparation for confession, we need to examine ourselves. And we need to examine ourselves as St. Paul admonished us. Whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do everything for the glory of God. And to do this not seeking on my own behalf or my own benefit, but that of the many that they may be saved. Sounds familiar. Sounds really familiar. Where, where have I heard words like that? Oh yeah, love God above all things and love your neighbor as yourself. Where would St. Paul have gotten that idea? From our Lord, of course. He's telling us that whatever we do, it is to fulfill the two great commandments, to love God and love neighbor. Sin keeps us from that. But to be a Christian is to imitate Christ. He came out of pity for us, out of love for us, and we are to go out and love our neighbor out of love for them. And not just merely give lip service, oh yeah, I'm a Catholic, I go to Mass on Sunday. That's just the starting line. That, that's, that's like you're going to start a race and so you take your first step over the starting line. I'm done. No, it doesn't quite work that way. We need to, every day, taking a step forward, living those two great commandments. Because everything Jesus did was for the glory of God. Everything he did and everything we do should be for his glory as well. Every decision we make, every action we do, should be for him. And if we really took that seriously, if we didn't just kind of, oh yeah, 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 for, love your neighbor, love God, just kind of blew it off as we humans do so often. So often you, you know, we'll hear stuff like this and just like, oh yeah, oh, yeah, of course I know that. No, if we really sat down and looked at ourselves and looked in the mirror, how many decisions do we make every day would we have to change? How many things have we done in the past have cut us off from God because we were being selfish? If you can't look in the mirror you re and say that, you really have a problem. We really have a problem. We need to be cleansed of the sin in our lives. We need to be cleansed of the worldly attachments in our lives. We need to be cleansed from the desire for our glory in our lives. We need to recognize that our lives are not about us and what we want. They're about Him. And anything that keeps us from Him, we need to get out of our lives yesterday. Not even today, yesterday. We need to get, get cleansed from these sins. Bring them before our Lord in the sacrament of confession. Be healed from those sins. And go on loving him. The leper knew he needs to be cleansed. That leper knew he needed to be cleansed. And he knew who could, do, who could do it. And he received the cleansing he sought. We need to be cleansed. And we know who can do it. Are we willing to go to him and receive that cleansing that keeps 
cleansing from those things that keep us from our Lord.